A man. A man stands alone at a place. This is the time for what? For individual achievement. guys welcome to the pool hitter podcast september 6 2020 episode 13 we'll be going through the nfbc main event rundown we're gonna get right into it some teams at nine games this week Oakland athletics miami marlins and the philadelphia phillies the athletics will be playing four games on friday to sunday eight games of their nine will be facing right-handed pitchers miami marlins are playing five games from friday to sunday all versus right-handed pitching, so remember that when you are setting your lineups in anticipation of Friday through Sunday. The Philadelphia Phillies, another team playing nine games, five games as well. Versus the Marlins, Friday through Sunday. Team playing eight games, the Detroit Tigers. They have seven games versus right-handed pitching, and they also have five games from Monday to Thursday. So obviously you're going to pick up some guys, you know, to play all week. If you're playing eight nine game, but just be aware of those slots where they're getting an extra game, either through Monday through Thursday or Friday through Sunday. Texas Rangers, another team with eight games, they have a four game slot from Friday to Sunday. St. Louis Cardinals, another team playing eight games and five games on Monday through Thursday. Some teams with seven games with some good hitting schedule. Get the New York Yankees, Cleveland Indians, San Diego Padres. Teams six games that have some pretty favorable hitting scheduled a Toronto Blue Jays playing all six of their games at home. Los Angeles Angels and Colorado Rockies both playing six games, including a three-game set and Colorado. Teams playing five games this week, the White Sox, Brewers, Pirates, and Dodgers. At this point of the year, if you have some fringe players on those teams that maybe the outlook for the rest of the season isn't looking so rosy through injury or playing time concerns, or maybe some guys will get rest, like if they're on the Dodgers, might be time to cut bait if you need to roster some players who are going to play more than them. Teams that are facing some heavy right-handed pitching this week are the Tigers, seven right-handers, Marlins, seven right-handers, and these are teams facing six, the Braves, the Cubs, the Rockies, the Royals, the Angels, Twins, Padres, Giants, Cardinals, Rays, and Rangers. Teams versus left-handed pitching. Arizona is getting three spots versus the lefty. The Astros, four. Yankees, three. Mariners, three. Going to go over some two-star pitchers this week that are not heavily owned in the NFBC. There's really not a ton to target here at all unless you want to destroy your ratios if they're not destroyed already. Like mine are, it, at this point, it's just roll the dice. Whatever you feel like you need. If you need some K's, you want to try to scratch them out, go for it. We have Robbie Erlin facing the Marlins and at Nationals. That's probably a pass. Means at the Mets and at the Yankees. Alex Mills. First the Reds and at Brewers. 
Then we got Michael Fulmer and Julio Tehran. Both red flags, red flags. Uh, possible Jose Urena pitching for the Marlins. Coming back um, from his COVID stay and pitching. Uh, two start this week. Might be a possibility. Keep out further news on that. But again, that's probably a meh. Uh, Vincent Velasquez is definitely a no. Oviedo, Oviado on the Cardinals. He's got a spot at the Cubs and against the Reds. Trevor Richards on the Rays. He's at Washington and against Boston. Kobe Allard's got a two spot at Seattle against Oakland. And Logan Webb, Seattle, and at the Padres. Logan Webb is probably the best out of that bunch, but again, not a very coveted group of pitchers there. Some one-star guys to target to pick up this weekend for the rest of the season. Michael Pineda on the Twins and Trevor Rogers on the Marlins. Some closer speculations this week. Yoshisha Hirano should get a couple of more opportunities going forward. Again, we'll revisit the Royals. Really don't know what's happening there. It looks like Holland might be the lead guy there, but I would still believe Barlow and Stormont to be worked into the mix a little bit. With the trade of Archie Bradley, I would stare clear of Kevin Ginkle. He was pretty touted on earlier in the season and at the end of last year, and it just hasn't worked out for him this year performance-wise. Baltimore, you see Hunter Harvey back. Looks like they want to get him in that slot. Tanner Scott's also got some pretty high leverage opportunities recently. Another good arm, the lefty. I will keep an eye on that too, but Harvey's probably the favorite going forward as the Orioles would want. Some guys to just double-check on because their teams are playing a bunch of doubleheaders this weekend. We know how that's lined up where, unless you're Ryan Presley and you're closing out two games in one day, it's the team's going to win both games. It's probably going to get some split-save opportunities there. So with the Phillies playing three doubleheaders, check to see if Hector Norris is available. Maybe he can get you a save or two. Um, we have the Oakland Athletics with two doubleheaders. So you want to keep an eye on maybe scooping up Soria or Petit. And the Marlins with two doubleheaders. Maybe you could scoop up a Brad Boxberger who's had a great season. Maybe you can pick up a save. Okay, so we're going to go put position players now. Uh, catchers, Dalton Varsho, 44%. The youth movement is clearly here for the Diamondbacks going forward. He should be playing every day. He qualifies for catcher and outfield. He is seventh in at bats in the last seven days for catcher. And now we're going to move over to corner infield. Ty France, 23% owned. He's probably going to get a full run with Seattle. We all know what he did in the minors last year. They might give him some everyday opportunities. I think that would be good for him with multi-position eligibility. You have you man Choi on the Rays. Lefty facing right, six right-handed pitchers this week. He's owned in 50% of NFBC League. Cabrian Hayes, rookie coming up from the Pirates, looking to get some run. Son of former third baseman Charlie Hayes. Got a pretty decent hit tool. Not crazy power threat yet. Can run a little bit. Looks like he's going to get a full go. Possibly with the Pirates. 
Josh Naylor trade benefit. He's eligible at first base and outfield. He's got 0% ownership. And he's going against some weak starting pitching early in the week versus the Royals. Isaac Paredes, 20% owned. He's got eight games this week. And I fully think that with the injury that the Tigers are experiencing, that he's just going to get some full run. Jairo Munoz on the Red Sox. He's eligible at third base and outfield. He had a pretty decent year two years ago. 0% ownership. Might be able to get you a bunch of at-bats going forward for the rest of the year. At middle infield, we have Willie Castro. Qualifies also for third base and shortstop. Eight games this week. 15% owned. He's playing pretty much every day. Batting some days fifth for the Tigers. Again, with a bunch of injuries. He's hitting well. I say go with him going forward. Jose Iglesias still rostered and only 67% in the league. He's still hitting the crap out of the ball. Miami, we have to be aware of Miguel Rojas versus Jazz Chisholm. Are they going to split the two? Is Chisholm going to bounce around the infield a little bit? Or will they just let Chisholm play most of the at-bats? Something to be aware of if you can, if you want to speculate on it a week ahead of time. Now it's probably the time to do it. Eric Gonzalez owned in 56% of NFBC main event leagues. With some multi-eligibility this week, he has um, only five games, but next week he has eight. And he's still been getting lead-off at bats and plenty of playing time. In the outfield, Shogo Akiyama, 49% owned. He's starting to hit the ball a ton better recently with a couple stolen bases. I feel like he's finally acclimated to the state game, and he should be pretty... Pretty solid going forward. Adam Duvall, 73% owned. ton of power to offer you for the rest of the year. Taylor Naquin, 51% owned. We all know what he could do versus right-handed pitching. He's proven that again this year. Justin Upton has been having a pretty difficult season, but he got that covered three games at Colorado. He's been hitting better recently. 37% owned. Uh, again, we'll hit up Josh Naylor, Jairo Munez. They're obviously available in every league and eligible for corner and outfield. Matt Joyce, plenty available too. And with the nine games this week, couldn't be of some benefit. And I think I would like to definitely highlight Willie Castro at that multi-eligibility guy this week. Eight games and he's showing off his young promise. And that is going to be it for a quick breakdown of this week's NFPC Main Event League. At this point of the year... With the standings being as condensed as they are, you probably have a decent idea of what you're going to be able to do, if you're going to be able to place and win any money or not. But it's definitely a good you know, opportunity, If even if you're not going to have the chance to place, is the good opportunity to speculate and try to get into some better habits with fab like I am doing myself. I'm learning every week and every time I try to attack the weekend I'm learning mostly about my failures than my successes because my failures have been definitely ones that come up to my head the quickest and said I did this wrong or I approached this wrong so obviously again just trying to get better at this and I think like I said even if you are not in the money it's still a chance to you know sharpen your tools versus the best players around and I think that's what I'm gonna you know basically be doing for the rest of the year not doing so well in my single main event league but 
I'm going to use it as an opportunity to observe what I did wrong, what everyone else around me is doing right and wrong, and use that as a way to get better for next year and going forward. So with that, I want to have everyone enjoy this weekend, Labor Day weekend, whatever you do for a living or for a hobby. I hope you find joy in it. I hope it brings you enough wealth that you live a good life and that you can enjoy the good things in life because I think Labor Day weekend is a chance to, as with other holidays, remind us that life is short. So that's why we got to be kind to everyone, be humble, be hungry, be better, and love one another and enjoy yourselves. So with that, Everyone go have a fucking great weekend.